You're listening to the RUV English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is slash English. This is Ruv English and I'm Darren Adam. Thanks very much again for your company. I've come to Sudavik, which is about a 15 minute drive from Isafjörður. I've come to the Arctic Fox Center, which has been around since 2007, as you might imagine. It's dedicated to the Arctic Fox, which, and my guests will be able to tell me if I've got this fact correct or not, is the only native land mammal to Iceland, Genka Inavana. Is that right? Yes, that is right. It is right, okay. Now, if you've seen the Arctic fox in Iceland, it's probably been from behind the wheel of a car as they dart across the road. That was my first and only time that I've seen them. They do move out of the way quite quickly, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They cross the road very quickly. Yes. And is, is this part of Iceland, the Westfjords, is this where we see most of them? Yes, we have uh, more than 12,000 here in Iceland, yes. Yeah. Mainly around the Westfjords? Yeah, the Westfjords has a steady population of 10,000 here only in the Westfjords because we do have a really reserved national park. What sort of danger is the Arctic fox in? We'll talk about the centre in a few minutes and the work that you do, but what sort of danger is it in? The danger that it's in is mainly um, surviving the winter and also if they get hit by a car that is a really common danger that they've been through and also there is a lot of huntings so the danger mostly is uh, the colors running out and yeah. being instinct and there has been problems with white morph and that's why our white morph is really well protected at here at least but yeah the danger is to the instinct. The big population here is the brown one. It's the brown one? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think it was a white one that I saw. So these, this centre has been around since 2007. Are you trying to educate people about the fox or to find ways of preserving it? What's the purpose of the centre? Yeah, we are um, trying to provide enough information for everybody who are coming here to see how... Um, uh, everything about the Arctic foxes and uh, they are not danger. When did you first see one? Uh, here. <laughs> <laughs> I saw first in the center, yeah. We have two of them here. Oh, we'll have to go and see that. Yeah, one. both yes. of them are rescue, yes. Rescue, yeah. mm-hmm. okay. And you talked about hunting being a risk. That, I think, will shock a lot of people. What is the law? I mean, are people allowed to hunt or is that an illegal activity? <laughs> So, due to my knowledge, I did not know that people were hunting uh, foxes because here in the Westfjords, we've been stepping forward. We have that biggest national park. We have people that are, we have people in Sudavik that are watching our main life to see if everything's okay. And so when I heard from tourists that they're still hunting in other parts of Iceland, it did really shock me because I thought only farmers were allowed to do that nowadays, but there are a lot of cases now, and I don't know. Are they quite timid, nervous animals? Because foxes in other countries like the UK that I'm from, foxes are very confident in urban areas, in cities. They will jump up on your car and they will go through all the bins looking for food. Are they much more timid, the Arctic fox? They're a lot more preserved, I would say. They... The, the reason why people only see them when you're driving by is because they've spotted you before that you spotted them. And you could tell by the foxes that we have in here, one of them is really 
like uh, like she communicates to us, she comes towards us, and she feels like warmth from us. But the other one hasn't been with us and has never mm. let us touch her. So you could tell that she is a fox that has been uh, living with foxes before she came here. But our first one, she was she was that young that she hadn't been interacting with foxes. So it's really, yeah. Yeah, and, and do we see more of them during the summer or the, the winter, would you say? Um, maybe in the spring when they are uh, breeding and uh, they need more food then. And also in the, in the end of the, um, uh, before, before winter, they, they used to collect and store the food for the hot winter. Yes. Maybe then it's, it's more likely to see them. In the summer, we see them more in the summer, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. and, and the efforts that are being made to preserve them then, are they going well, would you say? I would say here in the Vestfords, to my knowledge, I, I, I don't know any research from hunters. I, yeah, but... I mean, what, what are the other risks? Obviously, hunting is a, is a surprising and shocking one for lots of people. What are the other risks you mentioned maybe being hit by, by cars? Yes, uh, being hit by car is one too many... Um, occasions here in Iceland with every wild animal. It's like Icelandic animals don't really know where the road is, so there's a... Well, neither do drivers sometimes yeah. when it's snowing. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's true. Yeah. But yeah, I would say there have been a lot of common um, uh, running them over, and then we always let the farmers know here in the Vestfjords, like, yes. hey, we found a fox on the road. And they're like, okay, thank you for letting us know, and they take off something and let... Like, they actually are thinking about the population yes. here in the Vestfjord. So that's why I was, like, so flabbergasted when people were saying it, that there's other hunters and stuff, because I don't know better. Yeah. What should a driver do, then, if they are unlucky enough to have an accident or to injure a fox? So there's not a lot you can do. You drove over a wild animal that hasn't had a tag or anything to let know, but... The only thing you can do is maybe, like me, I, I can't see a dead fox on the road. I will always move it to the side, just like out of respect. I feel yeah. like I have two foxes and I have to do that. Yes. But, I mean, should it be reported either to yourselves or to anyone else? Um, if you see a local and let them know like, hey, I saw this, like a dead fox on the side of the road. If the local like moves it on and tells the farmers, then you yes. can but there's not a lot that you can do like i don't expect people looking for locals and letting them know yes where do the foxes get their food then where how do they feed themselves just uh, fish um, most of the time in the in the uh, breach they find something there trap from the all the seafood and um, my birds eggs uh, they like a lot of blueberries and something sweet if they found yes. also. Uh, in the wintertime is mouses and um, rats if they, they found. So but at least then they've got a steady supply of food by the sounds of it in this part of Iceland. Yeah, a lot of birds here, yes, a lot of birds mm -hmm. most of the time and fish. If they are around uh, the sea, always always can find something in the in the bridge i'd love to meet them now yeah is that okay yes they are outside okay let's let's go meet the fox so you've got two foxes two yes. arctic foxes here 
we'll head back outside of the centre. Got some visitors coming. It's it's a popular place then for tourists. Yes, a lot. We have um, buses from the uh, uh, skips and uh, a lot of tourists. This year it's just crazy. <laughs> yes, well, there are so many tourists coming off those huge ships in Isafjörður. I wonder if they make it as far down as Suthavik. Yes, yes, yes. We have uh, like uh, one, two, sometimes three, five, seven buses per day. Yes. Well, we're just about, I think. <laughs> oh, there they are. They seem quite... They don't seem surprised to see people. They must be quite used to seeing people by now. No, because they are used to see people all day long. Yeah. Yes. So they're thinking, oh God, not more. Posing for pictures <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is what they do. So, can we go closer? Yeah. We're going to go closer. I can just see these two little animals, two little foxes at the moment. We're going to go into their pen, so we're, we're in their world now. Hello? One is sort of grey-brownish and one is, one is grey-white. You can hear them making noise there. And listen to that. Hello. Hello, miss. That's mist. Mist. That's our first one. Mist is pretty tame. Mm -hmm. And as I said before, like you can really see the differences about being intact with foxes yeah. and then being with humans. Like it is a big difference. Yeah. And mist, the noise you heard there was a noise of pleasure because you were you were stroking <laughs> her much as you would a cat or a dog. Yeah, I, I could say that. Um, yeah, a cat more so because yeah. she does. She does scream a lot. A lot of people think that I'm maybe pulling on her fur, but then they see the smile and the... Oh, I could see it. Yeah. yeah she, was, she was loving that. And, and the other fox, the darker one is... Mia. Mia. So I have never touched Mia and I, I'm not really looking forward to do it. I see that she's not trusting me as much as Miss yes. does, so I'm not really stepping over that. But my other co-worker, uh, she was here when we got Mia too. So she has touched Mia, and Mia does show her a little bit more trust, but... Yes. And they have a pen here, they have an area in which they live. Do they ever get outside of this? Do they explore further afield, or are they quite happy here? So our white one actually has gotten out three times. <laughs> but the thing is, it's during winter time when the snow gets really high, and we can't stop it. So she goes out, but she she's come back all these three times, and she has been... Um, just like sleeping in front of the hut and like let me in I mean this yeah. is her territory she has been burying food here so she is preparing for winter so it's not really strange that she's coming back but it it shows that she doesn't hate it yes and they get on well with each other it seems oh yeah they are like cute siblings they're sometimes they like play and cuddle but it's usually just Mia picking on mist and like telling her to wake up and stuff uh -huh. Genka, how old are the foxes? It's one year old and two years old. The white one is two years old and the brown one is just one year old. How long do they live? What's the lifespan? Uh, they can live up to 10, 12 years. It uh, depends if they have um, enough food. Mm. And, uh, yeah. I mean, this is, this one here is behaving just so much like a, 
a domestic pet in a way. Uh, yes. Not not scared of humans. Yes, Looks a bit like a dog. Behaves like a cat. She was alone with us for one year, and she sometimes wanted little hug, and uh, yeah, she was coming to us and playing with us, but not now. <laughs> yes. I'm going to ask this gentleman here if I can. I'm from uh, Ruv in, in Reykjavik. What do you make of what you're seeing? So first of all, I am from Germany. I'm a tourist. And so I'm very excited to see this Arctic fox. Never seen this before. So and yeah, it's great uh, yeah. that we can see the animals here. And I appreciate it very much. Are you surprised by how tame they are? Uh, yes, I am. It feels strange to be interviewing you through the fence. I should say that I'm on the inside <laughs> of the pen, yeah, and you're on the outside of the inside. on the outside of the pen. Well, enjoy your visit. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much, thank and you. yeah, it was nice to meet you. You too. You too, sir. Well, Mia's a mist rather is back up on top of her bed, I suppose, looking like the queen of everything that she can see and survey. Many people want to come inside, but we are always saying, you know, if you go to the zoo, are they open the cages for you? <laughs> yeah. But the people are very pleased to see them because most of the tourists, they never saw this before. And obviously these foxes, you are, you are feeding them. They won't have that hunting instinct themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, obviously. But there has been cases like how domesticated mist is. It's really funny because there has been a bird that has flown in here with a broken wing and they played for a few weeks until the bird died <laughs> and then mist ate her. So, and also when she goes out uh, beneath us, there lives people with chickens. She has oh. never touched those chickens. So, Isn't that strange? So there's no instinct there. Yeah, exactly. She, I can see her digging there at the, mm -hmm. at the fence. She's preparing for winter. Ah, yeah. And because Mia now sees her food, she will, yeah, see, now she's grabbing her oh, food. Oh, so she's, she's burying food there. Is yeah. that what's happening? Yeah, she's burying it. Okay. And now they're going to try to take of, like, take each other's food. They do that a lot. <laughs> but she's not deterred. She's come back to get some more to, to, to stock it up. And it's like a dog burying a bone, I suppose, isn't mm -hmm. it? Yeah. She's now trying to f figure out a scent, a steady scent that she can find to track down the food they really are beautiful aren't they i know you should see them during winter time she's completely white just i've never seen her coat uh dirty yeah. like never and again just so incredibly tame and and pet like we're, we're just not used to that i think and mm -hmm. we talked earlier on about foxes in other countries such as the uk which are <laughs> hunt you know still hunted thought of as vermin and pests these foxes definitely aren't that, are they? No, exactly. And also foxes in the nature, they, I, I have never thought that they'd be in the way of Mother Nature here in Iceland. They're not doing anything for us people. They're not doing anything bad for us. Yeah, killing a little bit of sheep and a little bit of the wildlife. But, I mean, we have other animals that do worse. Yeah. How big will they get? So Mist is two years old, she will get a little bit bigger, but the comparison in the exhibition inside are male, fem no, male uh, foxes, so they do get bigger than the females. Okay. Genka, when is the centre open if people want to come and visit, as I'm sure they will? What are the opening hours? We are open all days from 9 to 6 o'clock, just um, 
in June, July and August. Well, thank you both very much. And thank you to Mia and to Mist as well. We're definitely going to get a photo of the foxes and that will be on the page that accompanies this show from Roof English. I'm at the Arctic Fox Centre in Sudavik. If you're in the West Fjords, if you're near Sudavik, if you're in Isafjörda, it's only 15, 20 minutes down the road. Very, very highly recommended and you get a chance to see these two gorgeous creatures as well. Mia is coming a little bit closer than I thought she was going to, but she's she's not really quite sure yet, is she? Miss knows what's going on. Mia's a little bit nervous. This is Roof English. I'm Darren Adam. Get in touch anytime. We are English at ruv.is. You're listening to the Roof English podcast. To hear more and for all the news from Iceland in English, just head to ruv.is English.